This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 241 of The Real Word. Word is up. Ooh, I put chapstick on this morning. Yeah, you're you're chapping. All right, let, let's go with Zillow to lead off racket number one. Jumping I don't right know. In. I don't know if they're chapping or not, but they did just launch Showing Time Plus, and Inman says this is in an effort to win over real estate agents. So the new brand will house all existing uh, products and services from Showing Time, which we just talked about that a few weeks ago. They unveiled at Inman Unveiled. actually. Unveiled. 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 They, they unveiled. I always screw that word up. If you watch you the real word for a long you time, you the- love unveiled. Hit the thumbs up if you know that I've screwed that word up <laughs> at least a hundred times. Okay, so oh, I should just let it go next time. At Inman Connect, it's like they game. they released the reason. I'll say that they released the reason why they bought Showing Time, and we commented on that a few weeks ago. And you could check yep. that out if you'd like. So Showing Time, Bridge Interactive, Dot Loop, and Zillow's Rich Media Experience team, which has the 3D tours and stuff like that. So. Uh, here, here's my thoughts, Nicole, this was during the, uh, second quarter Mm -hmm. earnings call. Rich Barton said that they're inching closer to the goal of creating the ultimate housing super app for agents and the consumers they serve. Mm -hmm. This would be the one for agents, right? Consumers obviously aren't going to want to subscribe to all of these products, right? These products, if you already have them individually, like say on your MLS, like we have showing time through our MLS. Yep. Uh, you would still have that. These products can still be served one off, but if you want all the products, you could subscribe to this and they don't have a price in here. We'll link up the Inman article. They didn't put a price, uh, but I'm assuming that this is some kind of monthly fee. M- my take on this is Zillow is now launching their their Netflix, their Hulu, mm-hmm. you know, th- their subscription service product for agents. Nicole, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's everything else, right? Like it's the next shiny thing that everyone needs to buy or subscribe to. I mean, how many things do we subscribe to? I mean, it's insane. It's just way too many. And it's the next thing. I mean, why not? Right? Why not? Uh, Rich Barton said, ultimately, our goal, I'm sorry, uh, Vice President Chu from Zillow said, ultimately, our goal is to reduce transaction friction for everyone by offering an integrated open platform for real estate professionals to run their business. Nearly 90% of home shoppers and sellers work with an agent. And at Showing Time Plus, we want to help agents bring them home. So Zillow, they've been on this train now for a couple of years, especially mm-hmm. the last year after you know shutting down Zillow offers. The They're going back to the basics. They're investing into their agent partners and acknowledging the fact that most consumers don't want to cut the agent out of the transaction. It was actually 92%, you know, they're saying over 90%, which is you know also accurate, but it's the highest it's been in years in terms of consumers working with agents. So it makes sense that they're going to give agents more products to, you know, do their job at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And I've also said this for years, Zillow is acquiring and producing better tools than most brokerages out there. And this is another example. These are mostly acquisitions. Obviously, Dot Loop, they acquired that. Showing Time acquired that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're better tools than most brokerages would be able to build out for their agents. 
Yep. I, you know, the, I think the word of the year is though, is this whole transaction friction. Everyone is using it and trying to figure it out. So no well, because it, because it's real. Nicole. I, I, I'm hearing you. I'm just saying, I just, if there's like a word of the year, it would be transaction friction. We should call this like a, like a dictionary of words of the year. This is it. There's so much transaction friction because I'm personally involved in a couple transactions for myself right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I, and I'm like, I know all the ins and the outs. There's yep. so much friction. I mean, just the whole process of moving is incredibly yeah. aggravating. And you've done a good job as my agent, Nicole, mm-hmm. helping me with the move process, but it is still very annoying. Well, you it had is... to pack, well, because you had to pack, pack boxes. I mean, ideally you just, you're not, you're not, ideally you're not a part of any of that. Ideally I'm not, but right. just the gathering of the information of what's the best way to get it all done is not fun. It's not a fun process. I'm, I'm thinking we we need to, for our team, we need to create a better process for people that are moving. I'm telling you right now, because it is just by text, by texting your agent and asking them, you know, which is basically what I did to you, you know, Mm -hmm. who should I use for a storage unit? Who should I use for movers? Yep. Um, that wasn't a fun process either. It, I, I really would have <laughs> rather it, it been. What did you want me to call? And like, I did, I actually did call them. I got you a figure. I got you a size. So what, I mean, was I supposed to pay for it? And, and I'm like, and I'm taking the keys. I get, I'm curious. I don't know. There's something there that agents can do. There is. I think the, the, the difficulty of it is, you know, and again, I don't mean to, but like each transaction is so different. You know, not everybody has the ability to move into a storage unit while they're renovating another house, you know, or, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's everyone is so different, but yeah, no, I mean, and this is why we always encourage all of our agents to actually have gone through a transaction before even getting into real estate. Cause you'll understand the ins and outs and the frustrations and where everybody can improve. Think about how many agents on our team became real estate agents because their transaction was so shitty. In the comments, is there an opportunity to help with the moving process? This is something that Zillow's showing time plus won't fix, right? Yeah. They're not necessarily going to help those really aggravating issues that are on the ground floor of the transaction. You know, showing time, we know what showing time is, dot loop, you know, these are necessary tools for sure right now, whether it's showing time or a competing brand or dot loop or a competing brand. But once you've signed the contract, there's such a big gap between that and the actual closing table. So like, how can you actually then utilize that time? Because that is what you're talking about. You're talking about after you've already signed the contract to closing. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. And this whole showing time plus, which is the Adobe suite, the Hulu for Zillow, whatever you want to call it, helps agents get more contracts under contract, right? They get, they mm-hmm. help more buyers and sellers get into escrow, but it's everything after that, that really stress out consumers that they have a real need for. And that, yeah, I think frankly, agents aren't doing enough. So I agree with you. How many times people say like, Oh, after the inspections, I don't talk to them until the walkthrough. I mean, it is, it's sort of like this and, bottomless hole that could be filled. I, 
it'll be a theme on this on this podcast because I had a couple other things that agents could be thinking about that they could you know really make themselves more valuable. And I'm not suggesting for the agents and hit the thumbs up if you agree with this. I'm not suggesting that you do these things for free. I'm suggesting that you build businesses on top of your mm -hmm. business to help people with the best solution possible for things they're going to do anyways. Yeah. Right. And, and that's really ultimately, and I'd love in the comments, if you've got any thoughts on that, uh, I'd love ultimately for agents to create more businesses that help people solve their problems, that they're pleased with that product, they're pleased with that experience. And that will ultimately help your, your actual business of helping more people buy and sell real estate. Right. Uh, but is, is this a racket? No, I don't think this is a racket. I think it's smart of Zillow to create another product line for agents and any type of monthly subscription SaaS product is a really smart play for uh, any company. Nicole. Yeah, I agree. Prop stream. What a, yo, yeah. Drop it like I had a tot. I had Drop a text it. message the other day from a team leader who I highly respect, and he's talking about the same thing that we're talking about with our team, the same thing that I've heard multiple team leaders talking about the last couple of months. And if you're a solo agent on a team, you should be thinking about this as well. And that's how do we put ourselves in position to get more listings this winter? How do we put ourselves in position to get a whole bunch of you know, investment deals if we're going to be investing some of our, our own money into real estate and PropStream is a tool, Nicole, that you and I have found works the best for both of those uh, issues. We researched a whole bunch of products. You can get contacts for as little as 10 cents a day through PropStream. We have a link below where you have a seven-day trial. It's the most uh, trusted provider of real estate information there is. You can create all kinds of lists like 100% equity in the home, 50% equity in the home, own the home for over 20 years. There's a, a bunch of different ways you can cut up this data and start creating listings for yourself. So go hit the link below, try the uh, free seven-day trial. doesn't hurt to go test the product and actually start creating some lists and seeing if it will work for you in your market. And the bonus. There's a bonus. Bonus. This Friday. This Friday. Is it something dropping on Friday? Uh, something probably is dropping on Friday. What is yeah, it? Yeah, don't you have a, don't you have like a, didn't you have an interview? Doesn't something happen this Friday? You get to hear all about is it. Is that this Friday? Ask Bobby. Bobby, it is, is that this, this Friday? Friday? Okay, good. It is this Friday. Good. I've got a, I've got a podcast with prop stream that goes into all of this, this Friday on the BAM channel. So make sure, thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Nicole is on the game. I'm, I'm flustered because of everything going on with this. I hurricane. know you're, you're, you ha you're having I mean, one I'm, foot out the door fleeing to Miami. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> I'm actually wearing a t-shirt, my favorite t-shirt of all time. You my are. Have, you, do, you probably haven't even showered. I, I mean, I should have put my prop stream t-shirt on. Well, there's many things we all should have done, but this is my second favorite t-shirt of all time. My prop stream t-shirt's actually my favorite. Here we are. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally flustered because We'll talk about that in a second, but well, we'll talk yes. about it right now. I mean, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Don't miss that podcast I do with PropStream where we talk about everything you can possibly do on the platform. Uh, let's go to racket number two, Nicole. Yep. Speaking this of Hurricane I, 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 Ian. Ian. Why do Ian. I want to we say had, Ian? We had Irene 11 years ago in Connecticut. Maybe. But Ooh, that's, that's why. I still have scar tissue from Irene. Um, we're not going to talk about 
the hurricane just yet, but this nope. is in relation to hurricanes. This is an actual real CNBC article. Okay, so mm -hmm. this is, we'll link it below. This, If you don't believe it, it's a real article. It's a real thing. Amphibious houses and floating cities could protect coastal communities from sea level rise. Okay, that's the headline. The floating city will consist of multiple islands, so to say. But one island is 1.6 hectare acres, which is about four acres. It fits around 3,000 people. These cost anywhere, Nicole, for 3,000 mm -hmm. people yep. from 150 to 200 million. So let's say it's 200 million. That's about $66,000 a person. So I guess that's not that bad, but I don't know if that's just to build the platform or everything on top of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is going to be kind of like, you know, living on top of each other when you're talking about right. four acres, you know, yep. some high rises. I think yep. of it almost as like a whole bunch of cruise ships out there. It's awful. It's like an island of cruise ships. It's awful. Have you ever been and on I, a cruise ship? Have you ever gone on a cruise? It's well, awful. I was a kid. I, I don't like I don't like the idea. Of uh, everybody on the boat yeah. gets if some one person gets a stomach bug, everyone gets a stomach bug. And yeah, then I'm not big on, on taking a cruise. I'm, I'm not good with with I have like, uh, so, like seasick. Mm. So, uh, you know, a contractor could do such a retrofit for 20 to $30 per square foot, but caution the federal agency management agency currently discourages this type of building practice. How, well, how would they retro, build it? What's so, so they were talking about retroacting your retrofitting your house and they, I can't, I'm throwing trying, it in the ocean. No, 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 no. Your house would be amphibious. Oh, so, so if, in case the, 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 in case flood the water, comes yes, your house, it. yeah, which doesn't make sense because they have you, it almost sounds like they're raising your house, but then they're putting these like flotation there, devices underneath. It, is there uh, an and, anchor so you don't just float away to the next county or? Well, I'm assuming the steel beams that you're like, it sounds like the, the, the raising of your house should be enough, but then it's talking about there being a crawl space with these like buoyancy items. I, I don't, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. They're definitely discouraging people from it. Um, but again, this whole floating it, island is sounds there, there, even worse. The reason why this article is trending on CNBC is obviously Florida's bracing right now for Ian. We're going to talk about that in a second. I'm bracing myself because I'm down here in what is like almost going to be, I, you know, You're pretty close it. to the eye of, of the You're storm You're in denial. Here. You've been in denial till this morning. Well, they've gotten it wrong a bunch of different times. We won't even get into that. Hurricane Fiona obviously mm -hmm. just devastated Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico coming off of the heels of, you know, a bad hurricane just a few years ago. And, you know, so we've, we've seen the flooding in Pakistan this year. Uh, that's taken over 1,600 lives. That, that's just mm -hmm. insane to think about how much flooding they've had to deal with. And so there's real issues, obviously, with flooding. Now, that being said, when I think about Hurricane Ian and and the eye of the storm at one point was heading towards Tampa, and now it's going to be south of Tampa, which is why I'm a little concerned. Sarasota, right? Yeah, now they're talking about Sarasota, but now they're talking mm -hmm. about Venice, which is south of Sarasota. It just keeps crawling back to Naples, where mm -hmm. I am. Yep. But when they were talking about going eye of the storm to Tampa, do you realize that an eye of a hurricane has not hit Tampa since 1950, Nicole. You yeah. think Florida, you think these coastal communities, and you think they just get hit with a hurricane every year. Not the case for Tampa Bay. Right. Tampa hasn't been hit since 1950 with a storm directly into Tampa Bay. And so then they were talking about, okay, the storms before that. And, it, and for like 30 or 40 years, leading up to 1950, there was like three or four storms. So you had a mm -hmm. spurt of like, as 40 years, we had one 
per decade. Well, now there hasn't been one in like 75 years. And so are you really going to spend to me 200 million on a on a cruise ship out there in the middle of the ocean? Like, let's put the photo up of uh, if you're on YouTube. Well, of how you're ridiculous talking just specifically. Though, of Florida. I'm talking. I'm talking about this amphibious home idea from CNBC, because that's what we're yeah. commenting on. We're commenting on it. If this is a racket, I know, but the if biggest you're, racket. If you're talking about Puerto Rico or I, I mean, there are plenty of places that get hit with storms regularly. Maybe Absolutely. just I, not your Florida islands, coast. Islands but, have been hit for. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of years. My, my yes. point is. They've always gotten hit. I'm not saying that hurricanes aren't getting stronger yeah. and more intense and, and these types of things. There is some data that does point towards that, albeit this has been up until this point a pretty slow hurricane season. Now the last couple of weeks have been very yeah. devastating. I, I'm not you know, trying this to should actually be hurricanes. This what, should what be a middle, is, a middle East West thing because middle, middle well, left, right. This is about yeah, we're, we're sea like, level rising. This is also about like we're leaning into left, middle, right here in just a warning, second. We're, we we're, are heading we're, into the. We're, we're getting there. We're going to wrap up the CNBC, then we're going to go to left, middle, right. Yeah. My point is, there are a whole bunch of other ways to to really build up the infrastructure in cities that don't include taking cities and putting them in the middle of the ocean. Putting this them is, in the in, in the middle. Of the this problem. is what they're talking about, a floating city. This is psychotic. This is yeah. in, this is a complete lunacy. Uh, this is a, again, this is a real article. And yeah, I don't know if you, Nicole, you've seen it. We were just talking about before the show. If in the comments, have I you ever did. seen the video? If, if we think this is crazy, the line is even crazier. Yes. No, I don't think the line is that crazy. You don't. Saudi you want to live in a mall? You want to live I'm in the middle saying... of the desert with with mirrored walls? In a, you are literally living in a mall. They, I'm not saying I prefer to live temperature there. Temperature controlled in the middle but of. I mean, in that's... the comments, have you seen the line? These new futuristic cities from Saudi Arabia, which they think they could be done in like the 2030s, they look, they look Jetson like crazy stuff. Super Jetson. We've been over this too. We like grass. I'm not even seeing grass in any. Yeah, of there's these. a lot of green. There's a lot of plants. There's plants I, I, on this on the roof. I don't know. The whole thing is a rack. I think it's a rack. I think you guys have to watch the video and then this and then floating let us city know. is a bigger racket than the line. Which you think the line's a bigger racket? I just think the whole thing is insane. All right. Uh, There's definitely better ways to protect these coastline cities that do involve a lot of money, um, building up seawalls and and these kind of things that have yet to be done in in a lot of areas. So, Nicole, go. uh, Let's get into left, middle, right. What do we got? All right. So, your first article. Every news channel is that is that you? That's you're. I'm just saying every every news channel is reporting it. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous strike ahead. Yeah. So here comes Hurricane Ian. This is absolutely devastating for. Uh, you know, anybody that's going to be in a direct hit and, and it could be devastating. Like they're talking about flash flooding when it gets through Florida to Georgia Winds. and to the Carolinas and right now too. Yeah. It's and like so a- it's, it's really bad. I don't want to sound like in the last segment, I was trying to downplay hurricanes at all. Yeah. I, I'm not, I hate hurricanes. I still have scar tissue from hurricane Irene from Superstorm Sandy up in Connecticut where uh, Irene, I was without power 10 or 11 days and then Sandy, I was without power for seven days. So I, I do, and I, I, that is completely a first world problem. I get it. I was without yeah. power for 10 days and like yeah. some people don't have power out there in the world. And I like don't I'm, even think that those were real. Like I think, I think Irene was maybe just a category one. So we are talking about. Uh, well, Irene was over a hundred, a uh, hundred mm, mile winds. I don't, think it was, I don't think it was nearly as big as this. 
In no, San no, 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 no. It wasn't as big as this. No. I, I agree with you there. But uh, yeah. what was Hurricane? What was Hurricane Irene? What was the category? Category three. It was a cat three. It was Irene. Okay. Yeah, Irene was pretty. Irene was pretty significant. I don't know what what category Sandy got up to. Um, Hurricane three as well. So so those are both um, category threes. This is going to be a four. Could potentially get up to a five. Could drop down to a three. Who the yeah. heck knows? Because I've been wrong wrong all week. Okay. I'm packing up and heading over to Miami just in case they're right. I, I don't want to be without power if I can help it. And Miami looks like it's going to be safe. That being said. How does this tie back into agents? I remember during Superstorm Sandy was my first year in real estate. First thing I did when the coast was clear was, and my family was safe. For obviously, first things like I'm doing right now down here, get the family safe, right? Yeah. So make sure your house is in order. Make sure you have a plan. If you're in an evacuation route, all of that. Step two, if you have the motivation, the energy, the ambition to be a part of your community and give back. This is the best time to do it as a real estate agent. So I know me and my partner at the time, we jumped in our car the minute Sandy was, you know, kind of clear. We grabbed a uh, chainsaw and we, this is not like the movie, the chainsaw. This is just, you know, grabbing a chainsaw in an SUV and started driving the road and clearing out some trees. And, and we had like a mission. We were going to a waterfront house to check on it for the homeowner because this property is supposed to close the next week. And we want to see what assess the damage and, and all mm -hmm. of that. And um, so we finally made it down. But along the way, we were helping the roads, helping people, you know, doing whatever we could do. And I think back on like all the agents that did so many different things to help their community. And during those first two, four, six weeks of COVID, if you're in one of these communities, you know, this is just a time to step up and be a great member of your community that you are, that you work in, that you serve. And there's so many people right now, the big thing, I'll give you an example of something I'm not seeing agents doing on a Facebook chat. There's a Facebook chat in our community and people are talking about uh, hurricane shutter installation. You got to put mm -hmm. these shutters on your windows. Yep. And I don't see one agent down here chiming in. These are all homeowners finding people, helping other homeowners. This is a great opportunity for agents to actually be part of the community, to actually help out. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe agents should be going to their past clients and putting up the shutters for them. I don't know. Like it, it I went on represented in my house, but you know, I represented myself, that means. So I guess I'll be out there putting my shutters up, but it, uh, it, it it does provide a great opportunity after you've taken care of your family to go out there and do something for your community, do something for your clients and help them out and just lend a helping hand. So, you know, that's how I think about these things. You know, there's obviously if you're evacuating, there's still things you can do, like passing information along, going right. back to like the moving struggle. Yeah. I mean, people are going crazy because they can't find the right person. And now finally, one of the homeowners yeah. found well, somebody that's going around and helping everybody. I think what's really helpful, again, if you are evacuating, I would even recommend like maybe giving updates along the way, like how much traffic is there, like how yeah. many people are or like there's still gas at the intersection of, you know, this and that be, or be hey, I reporter. went in. Yeah, I went into the Walmart in and there's still water on the back shelf. There's maybe 
you know, 12 cases. So I know that you're supposed to be evacuating for your, for your family and for your safety, but maybe just along the way while you're driving, just kind of give some updates if there's going to be a lot of people evacuating behind you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Be, be the reporter the entire step of the way for your community. And, and people remember this stuff. People remember those who stepped up during COVID during the first, you know, two to six weeks in their communities. You know, people in these communities that are hit hard are going to remember the, those that do and don't step up. And, um, and, and by the way, if this thing really does hit, like it's, you know, supposedly going to hit, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that, that need our help. And so, you know, if you're able, if you're in another part of the country or you're, you're probably able to, you know, donate some of the, the yeah. aftermath that could happen, you know, I, I would encourage you to do so. All right. Next one. You ready? Wow. We're yeah. really switching uh, gears here. So Wall Street Journal article, high schools are starting too early, sleep scientists say. Yeah, so we are switching gears in a big way. Back to reality, Nicole. High schools are starting too early. Sleep scientists. I feel like Wall Street Journal is a little behind on this one, though. In our town up here in Connecticut, there was a whole study. We actually start school later now because of this. They were trying to swap the elementaries and the high school for a while. So what time do you start? What time do you start? So when when I went to high school here, we started at probably like 7 maybe 15 and now they don't start until almost 745 so they added about a half hour onto the front end so everyone's getting That's out what, about a half hour late yeah i think later. i started at 713 yeah now it's it's later it's about 745 that the high school starts so there was a huge like they wanted to swap they wanted to switch elementary and make elementary go at 715 instead of 915 um at the end of the day it ended up turning into the buses couldn't accommodate all of the time changes um and then obviously and i don't mean to steal your left middle right here but even after school activities would have been completely destroyed too between people working and then also um obviously like athletic events too but go ahead you do your spiel well because it gets dark out at a certain time Um, oh yeah well then they're not getting out till 4 15 i mean that's mm -hmm. two hours later yeah because you have three i'll give you my thoughts in a second you have three children and you have a husband who's a school teacher so it's like Mm -hmm. i I feel like your opinion is actually more valuable than mine on this the do you like the 745 would you like it to be later um what's your what's your thoughts on it all i'm actually okay with the time i mean i I feel like I did it. Everyone can do it. I, I will say that my oldest doesn't do um, sports. So it's not like she's doing the sports and having to do homework. So there's – at the bot- at the end of the day, it really sort of – it really boils down to your nighttime routine. If you mm-hmm. have your nighttime routine in check, your morning is no problem. I mean, I have no problem yeah. making any of my children in the morning. As long as we're going to bed at a reasonable hour, no one is – up past 9.30 yep. or sometimes even as late as 10. I mean, it, it's just making the responsible choices on the front side for sure. Yeah, there's a couple things here. It's You nailed it. Number one, it's it's accountability with the parents on the nighttime routine. You yep. know, can, can you get your kids into bed? You know, if you can't control your kids, you can't get them into bed, that's on you, right? And yeah. so, so that's a big part of it. The, the other part of this that I, I think is overlooked is and it's probably not in this study at all is I agree. Number one, that kids need more time to sleep, but you know, then you're getting into work and how do you get those kids? If you were starting at say eight 30, 
then how do you get those kids into school if you're already starting your workday? So that's a struggle for, for sure. Right. And, 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 you know, would, would employers be able to accommodate those needs? I, I think many would, but depending on where you work and, and all of that. In a perfect world, kids would get more sleep. This is their developmental years. And, and I think that that would be beneficial. But I also think in the real world, we work 12 months of the year. And so my, I have a solution for this, Nicole. It's called kids going to school year round, just like humans work year round. Let's actually prepare them for the real world. And the real world doesn't stop for two and a half months. So you can eat Cheetos and jump in the pool and do nothing. So why not going to, to school year round, skip that first period, go into school at 830, get the extra sleep, but you make up that first period all summer. The and and the yeah. problem is solved, Nicole. I have now just solved it for the sleep scientists mm-hmm. who are worried. I've yep. solved it for... You know, all those all, teacher union workers are going to love that. The teachers can now, you know, basically collect a paycheck year round. Okay, they can get a little bit of extra sleep, mm-hmm. and nobody's missing after school activities because you're you're just having a shorter school day. You're getting mm-hmm. out. Maybe you make after school activities mandatory for all. You know, maybe you make this. You got to do something after school because you're getting wow. to sleep in. You know, I, I think you could make it really. All of this just for sleeping. All of this for an extra 45 to an hour sleep in now the comments. It's mandatory let me know. Mandatory events after school. Let me know if you think I am psychotic, if this is <laughs> a, a, a little authoritarian, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I, that's the way I would go if it was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would get these kids doing internships for their local real estate agents. I mean, I agree with internships for sure. Yes. <laughs> More internships for Ooh, sure. That's what we should be doing. We should be having intern- interns for packing, right? Oh, my gosh. I'm just trying to go full circle here. They, they'd be the worst packers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I, anyway, I, pre- I appreciate safe, it. I got to run. I got to go to Miami. I know. Enjoy. But hey, maybe document it along the way. Show us where the gas is. If you're there's no gas on Alligator Alley, and I'm and I'm driving mm-hmm. a Tesla over there, I'm screwed. If you if you if they run out of power, I'm screwed once I get over there. If yeah. you're in Miami this week, hit me up. Maybe uh maybe we can connect. I'm hoping Miami we don't lose power. All right, that's what. Did I'm you get hoping. a room yet? You get a hotel room? Is I got a pack? hotel. Oh, good. So it's not yeah. full yet. See, so let people know there's still rooms available. There are still rooms available. Mine is secured, so now I can let everyone know there are rooms uh, <laughs> available. <laughs> All right, we'll drive careful. careful. Appreciate it. Consider subscribing to BAM YouTube. Consider hitting that seven-day trial for PropStream down below. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys.